Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey, gang. It's Phil. It is Thursday night at 11.16. This is our prime racing time slot. I am here with Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? I'm not sure if it is our prime slot because this is a Thursday night. But uh, I'm down for some change. Uh, Got a little... Friday, Saturday, Sunday action this week. So we're hitting the hitting the mics early. Yeah, man, we got a, a little Friday night race action. So we wanted to make sure we got got our stuff out nice and early and helping us do that. We got a special guest. We got Aaron on board. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm uh, excited to be here. We got a full slate ahead. Yeah, dude, I am pumped to have you on. You have been absolutely crushing NASCAR. Uh, you have made me um, just really wonder how the heck somebody just comes in. I've never heard of you before this year, and you're, you're up 140-something units. What, what, what's your secret? Yeah, so I think we're sitting at like uh, 146 units roughly right now. I think the, the peak was like 167. Um, we've we've kind of regressed a little bit recently, but I think I would you know, credit that to a little bad luck. We had uh, Truex and Harvick, which I would say were the best two cars that didn't win recently um, at Loudoun. And I was scared of Christopher Christopher Bell's new pit crew, uh, who got the Bubba rejects, as I call them. Love that. Um, And, you know, I don't really know if there's like a, a secret sauce, as one would say. Um, I, I really like to lean on, on practice because that's like a, you know, your best representation of what drivers and, and the teams are going to bring to the track. So I, I'd like to credit a lot of that success to, you know, just identifying the best cars at the track and, and betting on the best cars. And it's, it's worked out in our favor so far. Awesome, man. Well, you are a great follow on Twitter. Uh, and your Twitter handle is RKYMTNLSX. 
So if you're listening to this, I promise you, you will not um, regret following our man, Aaron. Awesome resource. Gives a lot of good information throughout the week. Um, and listen, you're you're a, a retired race car driver. You got a little gasoline in your blood. Yeah, so I raced uh, I raced super stocks, which is just you know the the fancy street stock class. We had a little more leniency in the rule book um, at uh, Colorado National Speedway in 2016, 2017. Um, I ran one race in 2018 at my local short track, uh, Beacon Hill or I-25 Speedway, as you call it. Um, I had, you know, I just had the dream to, uh, you know, drive a race car as a kid. And I finally had the avenue to afford it and went out and did it. And uh, in my first year, I finished seventh in the points. And there were over 40 cars that showed up that year. So. I'd call that a success in your first year. Um, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I'm sure it helps having that kind of experience, try and pick some stuff out on the the racetrack that, you know, maybe guys like me and Steve don't see. So that's really cool. Really good. um, You know, like I said, really good resource on Twitter. So go out and follow this guy. Um, But we've got, we've got three races this week. And the first one is trucks and they are going at nine o'clock eastern standard time and um we're we're in indianapolis this weekend the trucks are racing on an oval the other guys are on the road course so uh how do we attack this thing somebody somebody tell me how we 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 look at this thing um we haven't been at this track for what like 11 years so there's no data Uh, 2011 2011 good grief so like 12 years i'm not very good at math but uh steve where where are your initial thoughts uh, I'm looking uh, this weekend mostly at the KPM trucks. Um, we've kind of seen them, uh, comparing them to other courses. We're probably looking a lot, like you mentioned to me earlier in the day, at uh, places like Bristol. And I'm looking a lot at Gateway. Uh, and KPM was really good at Gateway. Uh, we've seen Zane Smith be pretty good and have probably the best truck all season for the most part. But KBM kind of shined, I think, a little bit more at Gateway. And that's kind of where I'm going to target this weekend. And you kind of look at somebody like Shannon Smith at plus 650 for the outright there. Uh, this is kind of his bread and butter. And then, then you take his um, somewhere he's very good at, uh, kind of grew up doing this kind of racing. And you put him in a very good truck. He, coming off some, uh, the win last week. So you got good momentum, kind of all the pieces there coming together for Shannon Smith. So I like him across the board for, you know, to win the top three, maybe even top five, but I see the top three at the most value at plus 170. Awesome. Um, Aaron, what do you think? Is uh, Chandler Smith on your radar at all? Yeah, so he's definitely on the radar. Um, the first thing I kind of looked at when I thought about IRP is like, well, we haven't been anywhere this year that's a short, like really short track, flat. Um, so I started looking at the ARCA history of, you know, the field. And so the the first one that kind of popped to me was uh, Christian Eckes at uh, plus 1,200. Uh, in his ARCA starts, he's finished second. He's won, uh, 10th place finish. 
26th place finish. Uh, I think they had an alternator problem that race. But uh, when I saw the correlation with like, okay, IRP is banked 12 degrees, Gateway is banked 11 degrees and one and two and three and four, it's nine degrees. And not only that, they're running the same tire code that they ran at Gateway. I like the correlations even more um, with Ekis. And uh, we actually bet Ekis at Gateway. And uh, he kind of, you know, didn't didn't come out on the good end of that last restart, finished second. Um, I love his price at plus 1,200. He was fifth in green flag speed at Nashville, fourth in green flag speed at Pocono, third in green flag speed at Gateway. So he's, he has momentum on his side. Um, and I also like him for top three, top five. And that's kind of my favorite outright right now. Um, along with the KBM trucks, if we, if we could get a prop to bet like any KBM truck to win like K- KBM versus the field. Yeah, I would, I would bet that all day. Um, Corey Heim has a start here. He finished fourth in the Arco trucks. Um, you can never count out, uh, John Hunter Nemechek. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a lot of the, the, KBM trucks are the short shots behind Zane. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's they obviously bring like elite equipment every weekend. And um, they were strong last week, you know, because the long back straight, you know, um, Steve was was saying to, to either's KBM trucks. And thankfully, we, we cashed a nice ticket there. And um, yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to be be ones to keep an eye on as well. And it looks like there's a little bit of a little bit of value on Ekis. Uh, that you found so that that'd be pretty cool maybe maybe ladder chandler and and Eckes here um is there any any value deeper in the field uh steve did, do you have anybody picked out that you like i do have a, a um a longer shot guy but i do want to add on a little bit to the christian Eckes there i i really like that uh not only because of the on-track speed but uh we've seen him on pit road this year and he's gained more spots on pit road than I think anybody in the whole field when it comes to uh, getting on and off and gaining spots. I just a, a track position feels like it's going to be really important this weekend. So if you can get him to have speed on track and get him on and off pit road above uh, the other competitors, that's a nice combo there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's that's kind of a surprising name to you know to be elite on and off uh, pit road. I that would not have been one of my guesses for, for like top five, you know, I, I would have immediately thought about the veterans like, you know, Ben Rhodes, Matt Kraft, and those kind of guys being, being good on and off. But yeah, that's, man, that's the deep dive. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Steve. I mean, I'm not sure like where they're gaining, but I just know that when you see him go on pit road and come off like during caution, et cetera, he just, the pit crew there just seems to be on the ball and he, he they gain him a lot of spots. Well, and, uh, let, let me add to Ekis a little bit. Um, so back at Gateway, I, I don't know if you guys were on him or not, but so when I watch the races, I'm I'm usually listening to the radio traffic on the drivers that I'm on. And uh, Ekis actually thought they had a broken shock during that wow. race. And uh, it, it seemed to set them back a little bit. And to rebound to a second place finish, they ultimately decided like, if, if we fix this shock, like we don't know what you're going to have. So they, Christian was convinced that something was wrong with the truck and they still managed to bring it home second. 
So that uh, just gives us a little more reason to even to like this bet more. Um, I'm looking back, and I am ashamed to say we were not on Ekis at Gateway. We we were on him in a head-to-head over Zane that that cashed, uh, but we were on Sauter and Matty D that day. So, uh, yeah, not not a great result on the outright win wagers there. But um, yeah, so Steve, you you were saying you had somebody picked out for like a longer shot. Yeah, I am looking at Johnny Sauter as you just brought up as that longer shot. Um, We've seen Johnny Sauter kind of excel at these shorter flat uh, flat track types. And to be honest, really, we've seen um, Thor Sport as a whole kind of be better on this track type. uh, Ben Rhodes has been um, part of that gang. He's been really struggling, like on the intermediates and just the large speedways as a whole. But you see, like, whenever he comes back to this type of racetrack, he kind of shines, and you see it in Ben in Ben Rhodes' odds. I mean, he's been last couple of weeks, you know, 2,000, 2,500. But this week, he's back up there. He's 10 to 1, and I, that definitely feels like, to me, uh, the right kind of odds for him. But uh, I think Johnny Sauter is kind of getting left behind in the dust for some reason. He has gotten forgotten about. He hasn't run the full schedule this year, but we know he has the uh, – the skill to get it done at this type of racetrack. So I, I really like that. Um, both uh, 30 to one outright and you can get him a, f- a plus 425 on MGM for the top five. That feels really good. That does feel good. I'm, I'm in for that. When you get a, when you get a number with, um, you know, with a four in the front on a top five, I like it. I like and it. He's, yeah. And he's one of his guys that have uh, track experience. He's a, he's one of the veterans. He, he, he actually raced here before a, couple, a few times. He's led laps. So that's so Johnny like, Sauter. Yeah. He's um, a fossil then. He's a dinosaur. 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 Went to Aaron, call him an, an old bastard. <laughs> Aaron, do you have anybody deeper in the field besides Ekis that you were looking at? Yeah. So, uh, so just to piggyback off Sauter, um, He's led laps in two of the four races that he's uh, run at IRP, 44 laps and 139 laps. Um, So I really think the experience that he has will pay dividends. Um, And then I'm also looking at Matt Crafton, which is they've seemed to really uh, struggle this this year. And this might be a place where he has enough track experience uh, to make some noise. He's had 11 starts average finish in 9.2. Um, and I, I really think the, the old bastards as we would call them, um, are, are really going to maybe have a shot here to maybe even win. Um, just because of the amount of track experience they have over the rest of the field. Um, if you go back and you watch old IRP races, the outside is the preferred lane passing on the outside. Um, it's a lot harder to pass on the inside. Uh, so yeah, Crafton and Sauter intrigued me like top three plus 800 uh, on DraftKings, top five plus 300. It sounds like maybe Bet MGM is hanging a better number, uh, maybe on even both. Um, yeah, I'm seeing uh. 33 to one for both of those guys. Yeah, 33 one. to one. Yeah. Um, 750 now, for top three for both of those guys. Wow. So something you just said stuck out to me. And um, so like on, on Bristol dirt, 
right? You know, everybody talks about, you know, Crafton is sneaky good on dirt, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you watch the last two years and he was just so eager to run the high line, even when it wasn't fastest, like he just wouldn't get off of it. So, so when you tell me, and I've never seen a race at, at IRP, I, I just wasn't interested in NASCAR 11 years ago. But when you tell me that the, the upper groove is the preferred line, you know, that, that sends off some, some signals in my brain that maybe, maybe Matty Crafton is a, a sneaky good play here. And how long has it been since he's won? It's been at least a year or two. Yeah, I mean he's he's due, and it's the first week of the playoffs. So maybe, yeah. maybe this is when he turns it on. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. And I, I I thought that was really interesting. I didn't I didn't know where to put Matt Crafton, and I think uh, if there is a place where he can turn around, obviously, like you said, this would be the place. Um, I, I am I am concerned about his speed this year, though. I just it's hard to trust, but you, I mean, this is the week to try and give it a shot. I would say, sure. Nice. Now, guys, you'll have to humor me. Um, you know, if we're if we're talking like you know, win top three, top five, you'll have to tell me if this is square or not. But I I saw uh, minus one ten on DraftKings for Carson Hasavar. Uh, I know he's got three straight top fives, and he has some experience here in ARCA. Now, it's not great experience, but in 2019 qualified third finished ninth so i mean we're not talking wins like chandler but um track time is king am i am i a dope for wanting to play that or uh steve we'll start with you um i mean i don't think it's a bad idea to play uh hosevar at this point any week i feel like he's always in contention uh and recently i mean if i feel like he is just he is so determined to um, stay in that truck, and you saw it when he uh, with the leg injury. I mean, he he's just he's he has so much determination to stay in the truck and to compete. I mean, he, he won the pole. I mean, with a with a broken leg, basically. So he he's seems like to me he's very versatile and he can get 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 it done pretty much anywhere right now. All right, so that's one thumbs up, Aaron. Uh, are we making it a a unanimous play here, or what do you think? So. I'm actually on maybe let's let's fade Carson Hosevar this week, um, and not because I don't believe in him. I I truly believe in him. I really think he's going to win a race this year. Um, over in the Moonshot Discard, we call it uh, the Hosevar Heartbreaks, um, <laughs> because we had him 25 to one when he had the six second lead at Charlotte, and Terrible then. Yeah, once we heard he was bringing that truck to Pocono, we were like, okay, we're we're back mm-hmm. on board again. Um, at uh, uh, what was it? Remind the, me what, what road course think... were the trucks at last? Oh, I, I can't um, think of it. I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, where were they? Um, it was a mid? It was a mid Ohio. No, it was a mid Ohio. It was. Uh, Oh man, no was idea. America was it now? I'm scrolling here. Um, no, I think it was Mid Ohio. Yeah, uh, trucks Mid Ohio. I, th- I think it was. July yep, 9th. it was yep. Mid Ohio. So, the point being, like, every week Hosafar is like there, and you have to be there near the end to have a shot at the win, and he's there every week. But the problem is we've been playing him every week (laughs) 
almost to win. And uh, I, I think we're, we're tired of the host of our heartbreaks. Um, the top five has been a good bet for sure. Um, yeah, that's – I mean, he's got three in a row, and I don't know. I, I just – It won't shock me. I just – I think I'm – I just have the sour taste in my mouth of, like, he's come close so many times. Well, he was he was leading 65 laps into Knoxville. Engine expires. It's just, like, everything that can go wrong for him will go wrong. Um. But he's had some momentums with the three straight top fives. So it, I wouldn't say it's a bad bet. I, I think I'm just, if he's going to, if I'm going to bet it, I want to see it in practice from him this week, just because we bet on him so much recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe that's a, a wait and see. I think Josevar is the Tyler Reddick of the truck series. I mean, he's going to be, he's no, going to be running up that. front all the time. So that, I mean, that's kind of why I think Phil leaned the top five. Cause I, I don't think he's going to have like the raw pace to compete with KBM and they're going to have three horses there. They're going to probably be uh, better on speed as a whole. So I, I, I'd say definitely stick to the top five if playing him this week. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, uh, the one and a half thumbs up on that. We'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely play it and then maybe I'll double down after practice. Who knows? But, all right, so moving on down the card, um, are there any head-to-heads that stick out for, for either of you guys, Steve? Uh, it, it's kind of going back to John Hunter Nemechek over Zane Smith, minus 110. It, it, I'm really – I'm just – I don't need to do much more explaining here. It's kind of just back in the KBM trucks again. I'm taking um, John Hunter over Zane Smith. I'm taking Shannon Smith over Corey Heim. Shannon Smith is kind of just like a numbers play there. And minus 105 to me feels like it's it's good. Um, it, Chandler's, I think, got a little more experience on this type of track that he can get the job done there of a Corey Heim. So that's all I got. And, you know, just speaking from experience, I feel like we've played this John Hunter Nemechek, Zane Smith head-to-head every single week in one way or another. So I love it. Well, let's you know, do it the other way. Yeah, normally the other way, but let's just keep the streak alive and at least play it. So, yeah, John Hunter, definitely on board. Chandler, we're laddering him for the win, top three, top five. Might as well have a head-to-head liability. Um, Aaron, do you have anything that, that you like? I see there's a Christian Eckes head-to-head out here. Yeah, there is a Christian Eckes head-to-head with uh, Majeski. And Majeski does have one start here at IRP. Um, so we played a full unit on Eckes for the outright. So unless he can show me in practice that it's worth it to put more stock in him, I might take that head-to-head with Eckes over Majeski. Um, I've seen you you guys have been crushing the Zane Smith over Nemechek all year. Um, I think we were on the opposite ends there at uh, uh, Mid-Ohio. Um, I had Nemechek to win, and I think you guys were on uh, Zane. And, uh, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think I might be convinced to be on the Zane train now. Um, dude, dude. His consistency has just been better than Nemechek's, obviously, um, with you guys playing as as often as you, you do. Up until last week, I'm not, Zane Smith kind of checked out last week. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, um, I think they had a mechanical issue. Yeah, um, you're right. I saw him on pit road with the hood up. So yep, yeah, I was like kind oh, of an asterisk yeah. there. 
I was, I was, like I said, I was watching it on my phone and, you know, I saw the hood up. I'm like, well, that's, that's all she wrote. I mean, he, he did a great job of, you know, bringing the thing home in one piece and, uh, you know, taking the regular season points title. So I think that was probably the number one goal for, for Zane this weekend. So we probably should have thought about that, but you know, there's, there's so many angles in that matchup. Zane's just been, like you said, just been incredibly consistent. I think, JHN has probably had a faster truck more often than not, but Zane has kept it in one piece. So I, I like it. Um, but do either of you guys have anything you want to want to add to this card before we move on? Steve? No, I, I don't have anything. I just uh, – I can't believe the playoffs are here already in the truck series. So round one is coming our way tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. So yeah, It's going to be awesome. I love the playoffs. Uh, Aaron, you have anything? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, I think we're pretty much on the same wavelength on everything on the trucks. Um, maybe Zane comes out and makes a statement that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to take this championship and, and move on to yeah, Xfinity I mean, or cup. I think he's probably the most ready, um, to, to make that jump out of anybody in the field. Um, even more so than John Hunter. I mean, he's had a shot, didn't do much with it. Um, I would really like to see Zane and Xfinity mix it up with those with those fellas. Yeah, that that would be uh, fun to see for sure. So we are moving on to the road course, and um, this is an absolutely loaded field. So a lot of Cup guys moonlighting in Xfinity this week. We've got uh, Chase Briscoe. He's the outright favorite. Ross Chastain, Alex Bowman. Um, how do we how do we see this thing playing out? Bubba Wallace is in the field. Austin Dillon, Steve, where are we looking uh, for outright winners to start this thing off? Well, um, I've been struggling this week in the Xfinity Series to try and find somebody that I like to play for an outright because there's just so many options. I mean, you have five guys there at plus basically plus four hundred, and I would say any one of those five guys can win. So, uh, I, if I had to go like off the cuff right now, I would go ahead and look at Austin Hill at 30 to one. I kind of like taking a guy that's a little bit longer. I know it's, it's a pretty long shot there, but I mean, Austin Hill has been really, really dominant at the road courses this year. And we kind of, I guess you can kind of take advantage of some cup guys in the field and get a nice number there. I'd like to really see if he can prove that he can continue his hot streak on the road courses, especially. So that's kind of where I'd go first. If I had to take like a favorite, um, I'd probably lean AJ Allmendinger. I, yeah, I, 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 I was, had a feeling you were going there because you were doing your best to talk me out of Ty Gibbs. So I, I figured it had to be a dinger kind of week. So I, I kind of want to, back the guys with the good equipment we know that um briscoe is in that 07 car now uh, that's we saw cole custer in that car last week it feels like the speed has been really inconsistent in that we know ross chastain's in the 91 car i think and we know that car is not all that great he put that car uh, i believe he qualified first or second at coda in xfinity last year and the car basically broke down in lap one or two during the race so that's kind of sketchy 
Um, so that for that reason, I would probably either look at uh, AJ Allmendinger or Ty Gibbs um, in this in the shorter odds there. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I th- these big names in the the shit boxes really do uh, they can scare you off. But Aaron, um, what are you thinking for for outrights? Do you have any plays in the in the books? Yeah. So once again, I. I think we're on the same wavelength here with uh, Austin Hill. Like if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick an Xfinity guy with longer odds, it would be Austin Hill. Um, He finished second at Coda this year, fourth at Road America um, and third at Portland. But uh, I see a lot of people throwing out the Portland numbers just due to the, the rain that occurred during the race. Um, top three plus 700, top five plus 200. They're rolling off the momentum from the win at Atlanta. Um, and then just again, the field is like super stacked this week. It's so hard to just like decide, okay, who's going to be the guy when you have five co-favorites. Um, I don't know if I could just like pick one without seeing practice with, with those kind of odds with that many co-favorites. Um, I would note that Bowman has no road course wins at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Briscoe won in, uh, 2020 and maybe Gibbs just runs for the stage points because, uh, if you look at the playoff standings, I think he's only like 20 points out from the regular season championship. Yeah. I mean, that, that you make a good point there that maybe they'll punt for the, the stage uh, points. And I mean, also, do, do you think he's a bit distracted? I mean, he's getting the call up to the 45 again this week in the cup. So, I mean, where's his head at? Yeah, I think he's just ready to do whatever 2311 racing ass ass of him. Um, and I, I'm almost positive the shifting patterns are different between the Xfinity cars and the cup cars. So maybe that has an effect on, you know, his mindset because he's going to be running both cars, but we've seen Ross Chastain go between cars. We've seen William Byron go between cars, but Gibbs, this is his second time going between Xfinity and cup. So maybe he makes a mistake because they have to shift so many times on the road course. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, he's an 18 year old kid, so it's, it's definitely different than, you know, Ross and, and Byron for sure. And, You'd, you'd think that's got to be in the back of his mind, um, you know, that if he's got to nail one race this weekend, it's probably the cup race. I mean, it's it's an audition, don't you think? Steve, you have any any idea? Yeah, well, let me just – I have one thing to add on to that. When you look at Road America, we saw Kyle Larson drop down to the Xfinity Series, uh, he, he went, and he was running a Hendrick-produced car, uh, and he got flat-out beat by Ty Gibbs, so – if you want to try to attack that angle of maybe there's not a great advantage of running both cup and Xfinity the same weekend. I mean, that would be it right there. Uh, an Xfinity guy beating uh, the cup champion from last year. I mean, I don't how much more evidence do you need? Yeah, that, that was heartbreaking. I, uh, that was a nightmare for, for us. I don't know how, uh, how Aaron <laughs> fared that race, but man, oh, that was... we, we left it over in the moonshot because we, so we did go with Ty Gibbs to win. Uh, 
Um, but we did cover our bases. We actually had a parlay with Kyle Larson to win the Xfinity race and Chase Elliott to win the cup race. And we all know how close that, that was came to fruition. I mean, that was in the ballpark. Yeah, P2, P2. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a, been a good one. But um, all right, so, you know, I, I just want to add to our listeners, uh, Austin Hill for a top five is plus 325 over at uh, MGM. So definitely play it there instead of DraftKings uh, if you get we'll the chance. That. Yeah, that's a really, really strong number. Um, does anybody – Steve, do you have anything else down the board that you want to talk about? Maybe, you know, top fives, top threes, something like that? No, just uh, one more note on AJ. Um, I don't. I believe he lost the Xfinity race last year, but then went over and won the cup race. Um, so he knows the track well. Uh, I don't remember what happened in the Xfinity race right now at the moment, but um, he was good enough to win the cup race. So, I mean, we, we saw a bunch of chaos over there in that cup race, which I'm sure we'll get to, but that's kind yeah. of, I guess, a side note on AJ there. Yeah, I, I watched that race yesterday, the, the cup race, and I, I just I forgot how absolutely chaotic it was. Like, you know, watching it live, you know, you almost lose a part of it because it was so strange that that, that you know, uh, rumble strip came up. But, uh, Aaron, do you have anything positionally uh, that you like as well on the card? Yeah, so I actually have a long shot top five. Um, Kaz Grala is driving for Big Machine this weekend. And Big Machine was able to help Reddick win back at Texas. So we know they have race winning speed. They know they have a pit crew that can do the job to put themselves in a winning position. Um, and so we, we already bet this in the moonshot. So the price is kind of... <laughs> Uh, nuked now. I think last time I checked, Cosgrala top five. We got it at forty to one, Ooh. and it is now, I believe, twenty-five to one. Last I heard on BetMGM, for a top five, and for a top five, it was plus nine hundred on DraftKings. Um, it is plus three twenty-five over at MGM. You guys have some missiles. Ooh. Wow. wow, that's 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 a massive movement right there. Um, yeah, that's, and, a, that's uh, a thirty-seven dollar move, Aaron. Well done. So I, I, I wanted to get it on DraftKings last night. I saw it was it was actually forty-one on DraftKings last night, but I hadn't done my due diligence on Casgrala yet. I I always got to do my due diligence just to be, you know, on the up and up. So Kaz Grella has two top fives at Road America in, in top-tier Xfinity equipment. He has two top fives in the truck series, uh, second at Coda, and then third at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So we know that he can get it done. Obviously, the field is super stacked, so I only played the 0.2 units on that. But I think for a top five, that's a great price on a guy and, you know, equipment that has been proven to win a race this year yeah i mean we we've seen uh kaz have some really good runs on on road courses and you know um man 40 to 1 so i guess my question to you is is it still worth playing at 9 to 1 it, that looks to be the best price market wide do you, do you still take a flyer uh i think myself i would i would pass any other week on a road course i would take it 
if the field wasn't so stacked with so many favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to go against some of the favorites, we could say Briscoe. You know, he's not in. He's not actually in a Stewart Haas car. Chastain, untrustworthy equipment. Pit crew maybe not equipped to win the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm if with, with the right amount of chaos, Casgrala can get a top five for forty to one. Yeah. Listen, these Xfinity guys, there will be chaos. So, um, I pray that it it goes your way for sure, man. That is an awesome ticket, and uh, and I, I hope it hits. One more thing on Casgrala, he also ran. The, I, be, I think it was the Daytona road course for Austin Dillon, and he finished seventh. Was that the right track by there, uh, Daytona road course? He filled in for that three car. Uh, I believe so. I, I know he finished seventh. But I, just, I know and I know it was on a road course. So you know. Uh, he, he, uh, I think he did have one top ten at the Daytona road course, and the other finish he had was just kind of like an outlier. Well then, it, it, I mean, it sounds like it's uh, it's live at at forty to one for sure. If you're into the risk taking, go ahead and lay lay that down on the nine to one. But um, you know, maybe maybe check out practice first and see if he's got the goods. Um, Steve, on the head to heads, I know we had two that we honed in on. We lost the price on one of them. So um, what do you like? Yeah, I think um, DraftKings made a little bit of a mistake here. They listed a couple guys. Uh, the first one was Bubba Wallace over Austin Dillon, uh, minus 110. Uh, hit that pretty hard for a unit and a half. I mean, Austin Dillon is running the Brandon Built car this week, and we know that car is nowhere near the capability that Bubba Wallace's uh, Joe Gibbs 18 cars in. I would say... Austin Dillon is probably a slightly better driver, but that car is going to be pretty far behind when it comes to performance. So pretty big move there now on DraftKings, and it's kind of matching the prices on the other books. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, And then the other one we were on was uh, Bowman over Gregson when that was a coin flip. It is moved 50 cents or so, so we we kind of lost the value there. Do you, you still recommend it, or is there anything else on the board you like? I think it's difficult to recommend minus 160, but to be honest, we know uh, Bowman's not going to care about stage points. Uh, I would anticipate that he'll probably have the faster car. So if I had to play it, I would play the minus 160, but it probably wouldn't be the first matchup I'd go to at this point, uh, <laughs> at this time. Yeah, I, I noticed that there's a, a lot more that have populated here, and that's probably due to the all-star field. So, um Aaron, do you, do you have any picked out that, that you like to pay the bills here? Yeah, so uh, I also agree on the Wallace over Dylan. You know, he's in a JGR car at uh, Coda. I think it was Coda, I believe. Uh, Wallace was actually running down Chastain before his transmission quit. Uh, yeah, we were on Bubba, Bubba pretty pretty heavily that day. I think I put a live wager in, actually. You did. You did. You're looking pretty good. So. Yeah, and with Dylan and the inferior equipment, I mean, it's just you have to take it, even though we know that Bubba isn't the greatest road course driver in the world. He has the better machine. So 
you know, we got to lay. I would still play that at minus 110. Um, and then really, I with the field being so stacked, I don't really see any other matchups that I would really play. Um, just to note on the Xfinity race, they can do this race in one stop. Um, but also the the leader stopped twice and Austin Sendrick still managed to win the race. So I think they're valuing the tires a little more. So if Bowman had to stop twice, I think he would uh, just, just if he, if he wants to win the race, if he's coming to win, he's, they're going to stop twice for the tires. That, that makes sense to me. Um, Cause I, I, you know, just watching the race yesterday, tires were a big deal. I mean, uh, there was some, some, you know, and obviously it's a, I, I don't know, you know, what the, the cup guys are doing with the, the tires and all that stuff, you know, with the new car, but, um, you know, it was, it was a second a lap or more. So you can see. Yeah. Certainly... So, uh, Gibbs yeah. actually restarted in first, uh, in stage two, he had a nine lap tire deficit and I, he faded pretty hard. Um, the, 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 the fresh tires just ate him alive. Um, they just wanted to get a good day out of it. So I really think if, if anyone is going to win the Xfinity race, you need to stop at least twice and get those fresh tires. Love it. Love that, that insight. And just listening to you, you guys, uh, riff back and forth. I'm kind of being, being talked into this, uh, maybe this dinger over Ross Chastain matchup, just based on equipment. Um, and there was another one, uh, man, where was it? Maybe, yeah, um, AJ, AJ moved from minus 115 to minus 125. So the the, the betting public is, is agreeing with you on that one. So yeah. And then I was, how far you want to go down that rabbit hole on the juice. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Dinger over Briscoe is the better bet then at minus 105. Um, just, you know, kind of fading the, the equipment disparity, but. And know, the pit crew. And the pit crew, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, is that about wrap it up on the Xfinity side, gang? That's all I got. Yeah. Aaron? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's really all I got. Nice. Uh, as far as Xfinity goes. All right. Until so we see practice. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's talk turkey. Uh, we got the the Cup Boys. This is this is what everybody wants. The big ticket. So, uh, Steve, I will start with you. I know we've got a group of guys that, that we like here. Where are we, where are we starting? Um, I'm not particularly proud of where this number is, but I'm starting my card with Daniel Suarez at plus 1200 on DraftKings. Um, it's kind of the best number that I see so far across the books. Um, we've seen track house be extremely fast. Uh, Daniel Suarez won Sonoma. And he won that race starting closer to 10th. I think it was maybe from maybe ninth place. So he's proven that he's not only able to generate the speed needed to win, but he's also able to kind of win from almost like mid-pack. So, I mean, we've seen guys like uh, McDowell, Busher kind of start up front, and then they kind of just hang out up there. Um, and we've seen – a lot of guys really struggle to pass in this car. So if Suarez can make moves like that and kind of get to the front, um, 
that's a positive sign for me. We he at Coda he ran really he was running really strong. So we had the bad strategy call there. Uh, he came in and kind of never saw the front again. I believe he spun out and kind of never recovered. Thanks, Corey Lejoy. Was that that, that that Suarez <laughs> at Coda? We had Suarez at one hundred to one at Coda, so I we still feel the pain from that, dude. <laughs> That was so heartbreaking for them to stay out and win that damn stage. You had they had the best car, like without a doubt. I think Suarez would have beaten Chastain if they short pitted stage one and played to win instead of looking for those stage points. A hundred percent. All three of us had that hundred to one ticket that day. That was tough to swallow and. You know, as soon as Suarez went around, I was like, well, shit, I got to pivot to Chastain here. So I have some kind of rooting interest, but it, it wasn't nearly as fun for sure. But uh, And that was really sneaky to get him on that first road course because he was fast even like the year before. But he, is, he had mechanical problems pretty much every single race. And I really emphasized that. I'm like, this price is wrong. He had he had enough speed to be competitive, but. The equipment was was failing him, so he, he showed that. And even that twelve to one, I think, is fair enough. I, I think he wins a, a road course race at least one time in twelve events, and probably more than that. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um, was there anybody else you had highlighted? Other guys I have uh, was William Byron at twenty eight to one on MGM. I believe that got pushed down a little bit. Um, I, I, I realize that William Byron hasn't really been all that competitive, especially at the road courses, but we've seen him have speed in the past. Um, he qualified really well here last year. Uh, he was running inside that top 10 before the, the curb incident. So I just feel like that 28th one number was too long at the time. I, th- I wouldn't bet it too far below like 25. And then I have Chris Busher and Mike McDowell. 30 to 1 and 33 to 1. Long numbers for guys who have been really good at road courses this year. Yeah, I mean, um, just to, to back that up, not that anybody cares what I have to say with you two guys here, but uh, McDowell's an instant bet for me um, because I like guys that, that are cheating. I love it. That <laughs> means they're trying to sneak something past. Um, you know, they're trying to go fast. McDowell's been in the top 10, um, you know, a, a lot you know, the last month and a half or so. So I really like that play. But uh, Aaron, what do you think? What, what winners do you have outlined for us? So the first guy we actually jumped on was, uh, we jumped on Byron 28 to one. I I really feel like he's an underrated road course driver. Um, I don't know if you've heard this stat before, but this makes no sense. William Byron has led 100 laps in the last 15 road course races with no top fives. Is that wild to you? That that's really wild. And, but I feel like we should asterisk it because I, I think he was going to get one last year here. Uh, uh, it was at one of the, it was at Daytona Roval or the Charlotte Roval. He would, and something happened. I, I can't remember exactly. Cause I was, like I said, I wasn't paying too much attention to last year. But wow, that that is a wild stat. He, so he's got a nose for the front at, at these uh, configurations for sure. He does, and he he just needs to put it together 
And then like somewhat of the other correlation I'm looking at, like at these Roval type road course races at Charlotte, Byron, 11th, 6th, 6th, 34th, that's mechanical crash, Daytona road course, 8th. Um, and then last year we saw him running fourth before the curb decided to detonate under his race car <laughs> and then just destroy, you know, all kinds of good race cars. So yeah, I love the, the 28 to one number on him. And then I don't know if you saw, but I, I'm already like on board with the narrative. Byron's hauler caught on fire outside of the racetrack mm-hmm. and they had to un load the race car on a flatbed hauler um so i just think that adds a little bit to the narrative i love narrative um started on the flatbed and ended in victory lane so that's i'm that liking pretty it. cool yeah that that slow motion thing um you know with byron you know being the first one to really get torn up on that that rumble strip it like ripped the spoiler clean off and then logano right behind him it looked like he hit a brick wall and it was it was wild, man. I, I urge everybody to go on YouTube if you haven't watched that accident and YouTube it. It awesome, awesome accident. Uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of good cars it, though. <laughs> it, it did, and everyone should also watch the Xfinity race with all, all the cars just like monster trucking the curb because they did not know that it was there because they trusted the guy in front of them, and it looked like yeah. Lightning McQueen flying through the air. <laughs> yeah, it yep. was. I, that was a ramp. Yeah, I think that was Chris Wright that kind of uh, made that made that jump there. Yeah, good good for the uh, the probably the intros and commercial breaks this this week. Oh, yeah. We'll probably see good some content. of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So let's move on down. Uh, Steve, do you have like top fives, top tens you want to highlight, or are we laddering some of these guys, or what? I am laddering Daniel Suarez. He's plus 160 on DraftKings. Um, I kind of talked about him already, though. Outside of that, I don't really have a whole lot. I would imagine that Kevin Harvick's name is going to come up here because we know that he's got to be racing for the win, so he's probably not going to be taking stage points into consideration. Uh, They probably don't mean a whole lot to him at this point. So Kevin Harvick is plus... 325 for a top five, 350 on DraftKings. Harvick's been, good. yeah, Harvick's been a lot better on road courses this year. Uh, I'm a little concerned that, so I, I don't think he was all that strong on like these Roval types last year. So hopefully he's kind of figured out both like the natural road courses and the Roval kind of courses. So that could be a play there for Harvick. Yeah basically looking at like what he's shooting for this weekend nice um aaron what are you what are you looking at any any props top three top five top ten anything like that yeah so another one that i've been and i'll kind of cover the outright here too as well i kind of think the 40 to 1 on joey logano is just like that is a long number for a penske car um i know like he hasn't flashed the speed during the race at the road courses, but he's been mired back in traffic. Um, uh, Paul Wolf has chosen to take the stage wins or the stage points when they can. At Sonoma, they finished second, stage one. Stage two, they finished first. Coda, 
stage one, fourth, stage two, third. So they've been playing the stage strategy at the road courses. Um, but I see a little bit of shine for Logano on the Roval type tracks. Um, Charlotte, uh, seventh, mm-hmm. second, tenth, tenth, Daytona, second, ninth. He was running six here last year before the curb nuked on everybody. Um, and a top 10 on Barstool for Logano is plus 165. But here's also something that I think people are missing. Um, at Coda, Logano was fifth in overall lap averages in practice. And uh, at Road America, Road America, he was dog water. Um, Sonoma, he was also fifth in lap averages in practice. So I think he's had the speed. They just haven't put together the race where they're in the track position to want to race for the win. Um, I think with at this point in the year, I think they can uh, go for the win. I don't really think they need those stage points at this point. Um, winning at, was it Darlington and then uh, Gateway? So with two wins, I don't think he has to worry about those stage points. Yeah, I mean, we, um, we've been fading Logano this year on road courses because he's generally punted, you know, and, and taken the stage points. Like, I think at Coda, uh, he was third in overall points earned for the race, you know, and he finished 15th, you know, j- just because. I think because, he spun twice. Yeah, yeah, and he just capitalized on on, on those stage points. So, um, really, like you said, well, I guess we'll have to see what his practice speed looks like to, to get a read on, you know, what their game plan is going to be. But that could be a sneaky good play. Um Steve, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Logano's on XM radio a lot, talking to the guys on the morning drive or whatever, and he's always emphasizing how important these stage points are because they translate right into playoff points, and that's – it seems like he hasn't really, like, had the speed to win races, so he, he, I guess he kind of feels like bank what you got and that's if he's good enough to win stages that's kind of what he's been doing but I, I i like the idea of him having two wins maybe maybe he does have some more pace i mean i think the fords are a lot more competitive on on the road courses they can kind of step their game up a little bit and then i guess uh yeah i mean he's plus 140 for a top 10 that seems pretty good to me i know we haven't gotten there yet but i mean yeah i mean i think we got was too long because of his finishes, which haven't really like translated directly to raw speed. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So I'm, I'm, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that one in practice. Um, are there any, any head to heads you want to talk about Steve? Uh, well, let's see. I haven't dove too deep into head to heads, but, uh, I kind of took an early shot at Denny Hamlin over AJ Allmendinger. This, this one was kind of like a look at what happened last year uh, with, with Hamlin uh, kind of leading towards the end of that race and then uh, Chase Briscoe kind of punting him into the grass and then he kind of picked up the penalty. It, you know, Briscoe had the penalty, so I don't know why he was racing so hard in that, in that situation. I guess he was just unaware of his uh, situation. But, I mean, Hamlin is an underrated road course racer. We've seen Joe Gibbs kind of struggle on the road courses this year. So, I mean, that worries me a little bit. But I feel like they've also been kind of stuck back in traffic 
So if they can get a better qualifying going this weekend, I feel like uh, Hamlin can uh, win this matchup at plus 100 against AJ. I think AJ's lost a little bit. The teams have kind of caught up, and I think Colleague hasn't really like caught up a whole lot. And, you know, they haven't stayed like I don't think on pace with these top tier teams like Gibbs and Hendrick, etc. Yeah, and and their pit crew stinks. I mean, that is a bottom feeder uh, pit crew. So um, it, it's hard to hard to make up all those spots if you lose them on pit road for sure. Um, but Aaron, do you have any any head to heads you like? Yeah, so I'm definitely on the uh, fade Toyota train. Um, I may even try and cook up a uh, you know head to head parlay where we fade the Toyotas. Um, just because they haven't been impressive at all at the road courses. Maybe they have will turn a corner, but they're going to have to show me that they have turned a corner, and then I'll stop betting against them. Um, so I'm looking at taking a matchup against any Toyota, um, potentially. And then another one that I like, uh, Busher over McDowell. I'm, I'm fading McDowell this week. I know he's been... You know, the top 10 guy at the road courses, he's been really strong. Um, I credit a lot of his success to Blake Harris. Um, And Blake Harris actually has a connection here to a lot of the local racers in Colorado because he owns a uh, shock company that builds the shocks for a lot of these local guys down here. So once I saw McDowell Shining, I knew that Blake Harris had something to do with it. He was the car chief for Truex. Um, but after the penalty from NASCAR, I assume they're going to knock off whatever they were doing, which I think I read they were using body filler to you know, smooth the body lines, to get an aero advantage. Um, like you wouldn't believe like the advantages you can get by smoothing out aero. And I've experienced this firsthand in my street stock so when I first built my street stock, we didn't run a spoiler on it. And my car was loose as hell. <laughs> so we put a spoiler on it, fixed all my problems, four and a half inch spoiler. You know, we're only going 78 miles an hour into the corners, but you would not believe the difference that it makes. So the aero difference with McDowell, I mean, if, if there's a body filler, that's what they're doing. They're just trying to smooth out and get more downforce. And I assume they're going to knock it off this week and they're not going to test NASCAR. And that's just another reason to fade JGR. Um, you know, the with the clear tape that they were using, I think probably Christopher Bell had the tape at Loudoun. Martin Truex, they probably had the tape cars at Loudoun. So that just gives me another reason to fade Toyota this week. Yeah, I like it. So maybe they're... they're uh going to be minding their P's and Q's a little bit more and we'll see more of what we saw at the last road course where Toyota they couldn't get out of their own way I mean they were they were slow very very slow so I mean I I kind of have a counter argument to this honestly so do you think it's just going to be Joe Gibbs now that's going to be looking at that and saying oh we better step back a little bit but like don't you think the other teams are watching this too I mean and they want to be on the same level and kind of set their games back because I, I think 
there is more cars cheating than just Joe Gibbs. As, as you saw, Michael McDowell had the issues with front row. So how, Chase Elliott's car probably could have been illegal, and then maybe they want to watch out what they're doing. So I don't know if it's just Joe Gibbs in this in this with this situation. Oh, and, and here's the other kicker to Elliott. Elliott's car left the racetrack before they did the same type of tech on what they usually do on the top two. So they didn't pull the wrap off the nine car. So there's potential that maybe they were doing the same thing too. Maybe all these teams are doing it. We don't know who's doing it. Maybe everybody will be minding their P's and Q's, like you said. Um, after NASCAR, what, they handed out three penalties this weekend? What's When's the mm-hmm. last time they did that? They hit uh, the 43 car for, for the rocker box. Mm-hmm. And I assume they were doing the same thing there, just trying to smooth out the arrow. Yeah, man. And NASCAR is not playing games anymore. Yeah, it feels like they're cracking down right before the playoffs, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, so. this, is, this is crunch time. You're kind of getting close to the playoffs, and you want to take advantage as much as possible and get what you need to get to. So I think I think almost all these teams may be stepping back a little bit this week. I mean, I mean you look at Pocono – uh, that's a very aero-sensitive racetrack, and we're going to our road course this weekend. Where you don't really don't really need to factor in aero all that much. It's kind of a more driver ability, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see both sides. Uh, should be an interesting watch for sure. So, um, Steve, do you have any other any other plays for this race, or are we we wait until uh, till practice? I have some long shot top tens. Um, spill the beans. I have, I mean, one short play, which is uh, Chris Busher for a top 10. I uh, kind of talked about him a little bit already. Fords are pretty good on road courses this year. Chris Busher is an excellent road course racer. He can get it done pretty much anywhere. Saw him at be really good at Sonoma and just continues going down the line there. And my favorite play this weekend is going back to Cole Custer. I mean, Cole Custer for me is just an auto play on road courses. He's always running towards the front when it comes to road courses. I mean, he, he's always inside the top 10, and, and you're getting plus 370. I mean, sign me up for that every time he comes to this type of track. Yeah, I, I like I like Cole a lot. Um, I think, what was it, last year we created MGM's biggest liability on Cole Custer? Yeah, and we saw, I mean, I think Cole Costa opened up at plus 300, 300 to 1, I think. 50 to 1, and he yeah. got down to 100 to 1. So I think the books keep overlooking this guy, and it's a huge mistake because he he's so underrated at this type, and he's going to have the track time in Xfinity. So that's always a plus, even though it may not translate from car to car. Just be able to see the track and get a feel for tire wear etc always a good thing and um two two other long shots bubble wallace is 15 to 1 for a top 10 and we saw last year how chaotic it was uh bubble wallace i mean he's gonna have again he's gonna have some track time day before i think he's improved a little bit as a road course racer we know i think he's improved overall as a driver uh i've been saying this the whole season Kurt bush is probably doing a good job over there mentoring him and giving him an extra set of eyes and making his skill set grow. And then um, Joey Hand, uh, 30 to 1. 
Joey Hand, I mean, he's a very, you know, he, he comes from the sports car background. He's got really strong road course ability. And we've seen that that car he runs isn't exactly junk. We've seen him qualify well, run well in the race. I mean, I don't expect him to finish in the top 10, but things get crazy. It can, it can happen. Yeah. Um, that, that 30 to 1 number is gone. Um, it is, I'm seeing 21 to 1 in some places. Um, I think that's, that's where it belongs. That's top 10? Yeah. Yep. So I think yeah, it's still worth a shot. Yeah. So. Uh, Aaron, yeah, he's shown the speed uh, to be able to pull that off. So if he can, you know, position himself to survive the chaos, it's definitely doable for him. I'd agree. Awesome. Um, yeah. So twenty-one to one over at Vandal currently. Um, Aaron, what are you what are you looking at the rest of the way? Do you, do you have any other plays or? Yeah. So uh, as you know, I love the stage bets. Oh, yeah. um, I think the drivers with maybe one win who would be on the bubble if we get two new winners, which I, I don't think we will get those new winners. But if we do, and these guys with one win that are going to be on the bubble, if they don't have the track position or the car to win the race, they might stay out to try and win that stage and get those stage points to move themselves away from the cut line. So that's something I'm going to be thinking about. Um, I'm also probably going to bet on Chastain again. He has a, you know, fourth place series best average uh, finish at the road courses this year. A series best average running position at the road courses at 6.4. And he's a threat every week. I mean, it's, it's hard to not bet on Chastain at this point because he's they're just bringing the speed every week um I know people are looking at Ty Gibbs maybe top Toyota um I saw that number move from I think it's plus 500 now but it was 10 to 1 I think um personally I'm not buying that I think I read somewhere that Ty Gibbs may race for owner's points um, I think my headset might have just given out on me. No, I got you. But you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're back on the phone now. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're still good. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So not. I think there I think is. Gibbs just. So I would avoid betting on Gibbs myself. Yeah, um, I I'm not buying the hype with with Gibbs. I I think it'll be just too much of a. A, a load to bear for such a young kid. Um, I, I don't think he's going to embarrass himself, but I, I'm not going to play like top Toyota or anything. I'm going to root for no. him, but no, we're all, I think we're, we're all on the same page here uh, and regarding Ty Gibbs. So hopefully we we all uh, end up being correct on that one. Uh, for sure. I mean, this car, I mean, this car is just completely out of his, realm i mean the first time he's ever driven the car was last week i mean i understand this week he gets practice but practice i don't practice is only 20 minutes this week right i mean if they ran here last year so it shouldn't be the full length yeah i think it's a a compressed thing um so i would say if if he had you know the full 50 minutes and maybe he can make something happen but i mean his time with the car is still going to be limited 
Um, so, yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I agree. Cool. Uh, well, that so it sounds like it wraps it up for Steve. Uh, Aaron, did, did you have anything else you wanted to add, sir? Uh, you know, I think that really wraps it up for me, too, um, until we see practice. Uh, but I got to ask, uh, do we think that the Hamlin-Chastain beef is over? I, I just want to see what everyone else thinks. Um, Steve, you want to start? Uh, well, this is uh, this is tough for me because – we don't really know what Hamlin's intentions were going into that turn. Was he intentionally trying to run him off the track or was he kind of just racing hard and whatever happened, happened? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't read Denny's mind, unfortunately, and be able to tell you what he was thinking when he put that car up the racetrack. So I don't, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a great question. I don't know if you have an answer to it, honestly. I think Ross has one more coming. And I think if if Hamlin's win would have stood, I think mm-hmm. I think it would have been over. I think it would have been squashed. But because of the way it ended, you know, it was you know, Denny didn't have a great day while forcing Ross to have a bad day. So I think in Denny's mind that that that's not it, you know, cuz Ross still got the better of him. It, you know, when when the when the smoke cleared, you know, <laughs> Ross beat Denny, you know, that, that matchup cashed if you had Ross. So I don't think it's done. What do you think? Well, I think we're all financially incentivized to hope that it's over because I know you guys are on Chastain championship at 200 to one. I have a fistful of 80 to ones. Um, so I think my whole problem with like the Chastain Hamlin Chastain, this and me and Phil were talking about this earlier um, I just rewatched a little bit of Gateway, and it was early in stage two, and Hamlin was just in the way, um, and Chastain was clearly faster than Hamlin, and I really think that Chastain just had had enough, and he moved Denny out of the way, and that, and that's kind of how I've always been, like as a racer myself, like if if you're clearly slower early on, just let the guy go. Um, you know, and then he has the incident with Chase Elliott later in the stage. And I, I'm chalking that one up to just a racing incident. I mean, if you watch it, they're three wide, not enough real estate for three wide coming off of turn four. Um, I hope that it's over, but I, I just don't think it is. Um, the reaction after Hamlin winning, I believe he said, you know, what did you expect me to do? So I, I think in his mind that that was, you know, payback. Um, personally, if I was Hamlin, you know, if I was Kevin Harvick, I would be pissed for one because, yeah. you know, wreck him after the field has dispersed on the restart so you don't ruin anyone else's day. Um, that would have been a really good day for Harvick uh, points-wise just yeah. to be able to bring that home, especially since – you know, he doesn't have a win. They're not locked into the playoffs. Um, I, I want it to be over, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I, I agree. And, man, Harvick, Harvick got the, the shit end of that stick, man, because that was a top-five car, and it was, you know, just ripped from him. But due to no fault of his own, I mean, he worked his way up all day long. 
I I hated it because we were fading him in a couple matchups. Um, so it ended up working out, but he had a strong piece that that they brought to the racetrack, and it, it you know it, it stinks that it ended that way. But yeah, I just want to awesome. I, I want to close on one final thought on the rat on the Chastain stuff. Um, I'm very concerned about him for the playoffs, despite him having a very fast race car, because one of two things are going to have to happen. He's going to have to have to continue racing people the way he's been racing them, and he's going to have a bunch of enemies. Or two, he's going to have to change his driving style, and that may slow him down on the racetrack. And either one of those two things are not good for his championship hopes, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like the old NASCAR heat game when it's like your your rivals yes. and your friend. Yeah, he's got the whole yeah. field dead <laughs> red right now. You know, and it, and you're right, Aaron. Like any any dust up that he's involved in is going to be under a microscope now. Just you know, just because of public perception, even if it is just a racing incident and not his fault, it will be his fault. I mean, that's just how it'll be labeled. Well, to, and that's to no that's exactly what happened with Truex at Atlanta. I mean, Truex. Mm-hmm. He just took the air off the off the 19, and that's what it was. That's just a product of the super speedway style racing. Everybody blamed him for that one. I would blame Ross, you know, for him getting into Denny late at Atlanta, kind of driving in over his head, damaged car. I'll I'll give him that one. Um, I would say, like as far as playoffs go, I think you know a lot of people talk a big game about payback, but it seems like Denny Hamlin's the only one so far that's been able to, you know, get back at Chastain. Um, and I think by then maybe, you know, Elliot, you know, he's got four wins the day that Chastain maybe ruined for him. Didn't really amount to much at gateway. Um, and I think being second in the projected playoff, I mean, he, he's at least going to make it through round one. And then we got to think about the tracks that we're going to. Uh, I believe there's a road course in the first round. I think it's Watkins Glen. That should help. Uh, so he's got some strong racetracks coming his way. And maybe this is just me talking myself into, you know, we got that 80 to one going to Phoenix. Because if he makes it to Phoenix, I will be at Phoenix. Uh, maybe maybe we'll join you. Maybe yeah, we'll join if, you. if we make it that far, we gotta go. Yeah, I I think uh you know I think they're sold out. I hit the rain on the parade there, but I think they're all sold out already. Well, then we're renting a blimp, Steve, or we're going up in a hot <laughs> air balloon because Subhub, someone will sell some tickets for sure. And we need all the confirmation bias we can handle. And the three of us, you know, if we have a fistful of Ross Chastain tickets, yeah, we're 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 good. And I'm not hedging out. <laughs> so cool man well that i think that wraps it up for betting everything with wheels um steve you have anything you want to you want to say that is all i got uh I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this truck race i love i mean i really enjoy watching new racetracks and kind of getting a whole new kind of feel for a new environment so i'm looking forward to that one i'm looking forward to the indie road course I, i'm looking forward to seeing what they do this year with the curb situation, I really hope that they figure out a better way to proceed this year. I'm, I'm sure they did. Um, can't, they Actually, I have something last on the curb. What's so, uh, Pockross tweeted out that uh, they actually fixed turn six with concrete. It is now a concrete curb and is the same size and shape. So, 
I don't think we'll see a curb explode this time. Yeah, I mean they, they've had 364 days to figure it out, so you gotta you gotta hope that they they got it <laughs> under control. But Aaron, man, we really really appreciate having you on the show. You're like the first guest of betting everything with wheels, and we've been doing this for a year, so um, I can't think of anybody better to have come on. And it, it's just been really great getting to know you and, and listen to your picks. Um, do you have anything else you wanna you wanna give the audience? Uh. I think that's it. I think we covered the bases. Um, I'm sure we could go on talking longer and longer about this. Um, but I think at this point, it's just like a wait and see practice situation. Um, because, you know, I try and manage, I like to think that I'm managing the Discord's bankroll, not getting too like in deep before we see cars on the track because I have people betting on NASCAR that don't usually watch NASCAR, but. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys for having me on. It's It's been a good time, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And how do we find you on Twitter? Yeah, so it is uh, Rocky Mountain LX, uh, LSX. Um, and I, I chose that name, you know, Rocky Mountain, Colorado. And then I have a Camaro SS with the LS3 in it, so that's where the LSX comes from. And then you can find me in the Moonshot Discord, and that's where I give all my picks first. Awesome. Dude, we definitely look forward to having you on. We'll, we'll certainly have you on uh, for Phoenix if Ross is still alive. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, gang, and uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, sounds good. Thanks. We uh, really enjoy the insight from Aaron. So, yeah. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.